0: Welcome to the Counting Sleep Podcast, the show that is guaranteed to bore you to sleep. Tonight, we're going to cover the history of paint, but before you drift off, please put a like and a follow to help me grow the channel and guarantee you the sweetest of dreams. Paint is any pigmented liquid, liquefiable or solid mastic composition that after application to a substrate in a thin layer converts into a solid film. It is most commonly used to protect, colour or provide texture. Paint can be made in many colours and in many different types. Paint is typically stored, sold, and applied as a liquid, but most types dry into a solid. Most paints are either oil-based or water-based, and each has distinct characteristics. For one, it is illegal in most municipalities to discard oil-based paint down household drains or sewers. Clean-up solvents are also different for water-based paint than they are for oil-based paint. Water-based paints and oil-based paints will cure differently based on the outside ambient temperature of the object being painted. Usually, the object being painted must be over 10 degrees Celsius. Although some manufacturers of external paints and primus, they can be applied when temperatures are as low as 2 degrees Celsius. History Paint was one of the earliest arts of humanity. Some cave paintings drawn with red or yellow ochre, hermitite, manganese oxide and charcoal may have been made by early Homo sapiens as long as 40,000 years ago paint may be even older. In 2003 and 2004, South African archaeologists reported finds in the Blombos Cave of a 100,000 year old human-made okra-based mixture that could have been used like paint. Further excavation in the same cave resulted in the 2011 report of a complete toolkit for grinding pigments and making primitive, paint-like substance. Interior walls at the 5,000-year-old nests of Brogdor have been found to incorporate individual stones painted in yellows, reds, and oranges, using okra pigment made of hematite mixed with animal fat, milk, or eggs. Ancient coloured walls at Dendera, Egypt, which were exposed for years to the elements, still possess their brilliant colour, as vivid as they were when they were painted about 2,000 years ago. The Egyptians mixed their colours with a gummy substance and then applied them separately from each other without any blending or mixture. They appear to have used six colours. White, black, blue, red, red, yellow, and green. They first covered the area entirely with white, and then traced the design in black, leaving out the lights of the ground colour. They used minimum for red, generally of a dark tinge. The oldest known oil paintings are Buddhist murals created circa 650 AD, the works are located in cave-like rooms carved from the cliffs of Afghanistan's Bamiyan Valley, using walnut and poppy seeds oils. Pliny mentions some painted ceilings on his day in the town of Ardia, which had been made prior to the foundation of Rome. He expressed great surprise and admiration at the freshness after the lapse of many centuries. In the 13th century, oil was used to detail tempera paintings. In the 14th century, Cennino Cennini described a painting technique utilizing tempera painting covered by light layers of oil. The slow drying properties of organic oils were commonly known to early European painters. However, the difficulty In acquiring and working, the materials mean that they were rarely used, and the slow drying was seen as a major disadvantage. Paint was made with the yolk of eggs, and therefore the substance would harden and adhere to the surface it was applied to. Pigment was made from plants, sand, and different soils. Most paints used either oil or water, as a base, the diluent, solvent, or vehicle for the pigment. The Flemish-trained or influenced Antonello da Messina, who Vasari wrongly credited with the introduction of oil paint in Italy, does seem to have improved the formula by adding letharge, or lead oxide, a still extant example of 17th century house painting. Is Ham House in Surrey, England, where a primer was used along with several undercoats and an elaborate decorative overcoat. The pigment and oil mixture would have been ground into a paste with a mortar and pestle. This process was done by hand by the painters, which exposed them to lead poisoning due to the white lead powder. In 1718, Marshall Smith invented a machine or engine for grinding of the colours in England. It is not known precisely how it operated, but it was a device that increased the efficiency of pigment grinding dramatically. Soon, a company called Emerton and Manby was advertising exceptionally low-priced paints that had been ground with labour-saving technology. One pound of colour ground in a horse mill will paint 12 yards of work, whereas colour ground in any other way will not do half that quantity. By the proper onset of the Industrial Revolution, in mid-18th century, paint was being ground in steam-powered mills, and an alternative to lead-based pigments had been found in a white derivative of zinc oxide. Interior house painting increasingly became the norm as the 19th century progressed, both for decorative reasons and because the paint was effective in preventing the walls rotting from damp. Linseed oil was also increasingly used as an inexpensive binder. In 1866, Sherwin-Williams in the United States opened as a large paint maker and invented a paint that could be used from the tin without preparation. It was not until the stimulus of World War II created a shortage of linseed oil that the market of artificial resins or alkids was invented. Cheap and easy to make, they also held the color well and lasted for a long time. The components of paint vehicle The vehicle is composed of the binder or if it is necessary to thin the binder with a diluent like solvent or water it is a combination of binder and diluent In this case once the paint has dried or cured very nearly all of the diluent has evaporated and only some of the binder is left on the coated surface Thus, an important quantity in coatings formulation is the vehicle solids, sometimes referred to as the resin solids of the formula. This is the proportion of the wet coating weight that is binder, i.e. the polymer backbone of the film that will remain after drying or curing is complete. The volume of paint after it has dried, therefore only leaving the solids, is expressed as the volume solid binder or film-former. The binder is the film-forming component of paint. It is the only component that must always be present among all various types of formulations. Many binders are too thick to be applied and must be thinned. The type of thinner, if present, varies with the binder. The binder imparts properties, such as gloss, durability, flexibility, and toughness. Binders include synthetic or natural resins, such as alkyds, acrylics, vinyl acrylics, vinyl acetate, polyurethane, polyesters, melamine resin, epoxies, or oils. Binders can be categorized according to the mechanisms of film formation, Thermoplastic mechanisms include drying or coalescence. Drying refers to the simple evaporation of the solvent or thinner to leave a coherent film behind. Coalescence refers to the mechanism that involves drying followed by actual impenetration and fusion of formerly discrete particles. Thermoplastic film-forming mechanism are sometimes described as thermoplastic cure, but that is a misnomer because no chemical curing reactions are required to knit the film. Thermosetting mechanisms, on the other hand, are true curing mechanisms that involve a chemical reaction among the polymers that make up the binder. Thermoplastic mechanisms. Some films are formed by simply cooling off the binder For example, encaustic or wax paints are liquid when warm and harden upon cooling. In many cases, they re-soften or liquefy if reheated. Paints that dry by solvent evaporation and contain the solid binder dissolved in a solvent are known as lacquers. A solid film forms when the solvent evaporates. Because no chemical cross-linking is involved, the film can re-dissolve in solvent. As such, lacquers are unsuitable for applications where chemical resistance is important. Classic nitrocellulose lacquers fall into this category, as do non-grain-raising strains composed of dyes dissolved in solvent. Performance varies by formulation, but lacquers generally tend to have better UV resistance and lower corrosion resistance than comparable systems that cure by polymerization or coalescence. The paint type known as emulsion in the UK and latex in the United States is a waterborne dispersion of sub micrometer polymer particles These terms in their respective countries cover all paints that use synthetic polymers, such as an acrylic, vinyl acrylic, styrene acrylic, as binders. The term latex in the context of paint in the United States simply means an aqueous dispersion. Latex rubber from the rubber tree is not an ingredient. These dispersions are prepared by emulsion polymerization. Such paints cure by a process called coalescence, where first the water and then the trace or coalescing solvent evaporate and draw together and soften the binder particle and then fuse them together into irreversibly bound network structures so that the paint cannot redissolve in the solvent or water that originally carried it. The residual surface in paint, as well as the hydrolytic effects, which some polymers cause the paint to remain susceptible to softening, and over time, degradation by water. The general term of latex paint is usually used in the United States. While the term emulsion paint is used for the same products in the UK and elsewhere, the term latex paint is not used anywhere else except the United States. Thermosetting mechanisms Paints that cure by polymerization are generally one or two package coatings that polymerize by way of chemical reaction and cure into a cross-linked film. Depending on composition, they may need to dry first by evaporation of solvent. Classic two-package epoxies or polyurethanes will fall into this category. The drying oils, counterintuitively actually cure by cross-linking reaction, even if they are not put through an oven cycle and seem to simply dry in air. The film formation mechanism of the simplest examples involve the first evaporation of solvents, followed by a reaction with oxygen, in the environment over the period of days, weeks, or even months to create a cross-linked network. Classic alkid enamels will also fall into this category. Oxidative cure coatings are catalyzed by metal complex dryers, such as cobalt nephelinate and cobalt octate, which is more common. Recent environmental requirements restrict the use of volatile organic compounds, and alternative means of curing have been developed generally for industrial purposes. UV curing paints, for example, enable formulation with very low amounts of solvent, or even none at all. This can be achieved because of the misnomers and oligomers used in the coating have relatively low molecular weights and are therefore low enough in viscosity to enable good fluid flow without the need of additional thinner. If solvent is present in significant amounts, generally it is mostly evaporated first, and then cross-linking is initiated by ultraviolet light. In a similar way, powder coatings contain little or no solvent. Flow and cure are produced by the heating of the substrate after electrostatic application of dry powder. Combination mechanism so-called catalyzed lacquers, or cross-linking latex, coatings are designed to form films by a combination of methods, classic drying, plus a curing reaction that benefits from the catalyst. There are paints called plastisols, or organisols, which are made by blending PVC granules with a plasticizer. These are stoved and the mix coalescences diluent or solvent or thinner the main purposes of the diluent are to dissolve the polymer and adjust the viscosity of the paint it is volatile and does not become part of the paint film it also controls flow and application properties and in some cases can affect the stability of the paint while in a liquid state its main function is as the carrier for non-volatile components to spread heavier oils, such as linseed, as an oil-based interior house paint. A thin oil is required. These volatile substances impart their properties temporarily. Once the solvent has evaporated, the remaining paint is fixed to the surface. This component is optional, some paints have no diluent. Water is the main diluent for waterborne paints, even the co-solvent types. Solvent-borne, also called oil-based paints, can have various combinations of organic solvents, as the diluent, including alphidics, aromatics, alcohols, ketones, and white spirit. Specific examples are organic solvents such as petroleum, distillate, esters, glycol ethers and the like. Sometimes volatile, low molecular weight synthetic resins also serve as diluents. Pigment, dye and filler. Pigments are granular solids incorporated into the paint to contribute colour. Dyes are colorants that dissolve in the paint, and fillers are granule solids incorporated to impart toughness, texture, and to give the paint special properties, or to reduce the cost of the paint during production. The size of particles can be measured with a Hegman gauge. Rather than using only solid particles, some paints contain dyes instead or a combination with pigment. Pigments can be classified as either natural or synthetic. Natural pigments include various clays, calcium, mica, silicas and talcs. Synthetics would always include engineered molecules, calcined clays, blank fix, precipitated calcium carbonite and synthetic pyrogenic silicas. Hiding pigments in making paint opaque also protect the substrate of the harmful effects of ultraviolet light, hiding in pigments including titanium dioxide, thalo blue, red iron oxide, and many others. Fillers are a special type of pigment that serves to thicken the film, support its structure, and increase the volume of the paint. Fillers are usually cheap and inert materials, such as talc, lime, byrites or clay. Floor paints that must resist abrasion may contain fine corpse sand as a filler. Not all paints include filler. On the other hand, some paints contain large proportions of pigment, filler and binder. Some pigments are toxic, such as lead pigments that are used in lead paint Paint manufacturers began replacing white lead pigments with titanium white dioxide before lead was banned in paint for residential use in 1978 by the US Consumer Product Safety Commission. The titanium dioxide used in most paints today is often coated with silica or zirconium for various reasons, such as better exterior durability or better hiding performance promoted by more optimal spacing within the paint film. Iron oxide is another alternative to lead for protection of steel, giving more protection against water and light damage than most paints. When M.I.O. pigments are ground into fine particles, most leave into shiny layers which reflect light, thus minimizing UV degradation and protecting the resin binder. Most pigments used in paint tend to be spherical, but lamellar pigments such as glass flake and M.I.O. have overlapping plates which impede the path of water molecules. For optimum performance, M.I.O. should have a high content of thin flake-like particles resembling meek. ISO 10601 sets two levels of M.I.O. content MIO is often derived as a form of hematite. Additives. Beside the three main categories of ingredients, paint can have a wide variety of miscellaneous additives, which are usually added in small amounts yet provide a significant effect on the product. Some examples include additives that modify surface tension, improve flow properties, improve the finished appearance, increase wet edge, improve pigments, stabilities, impart anti-freeze properties, control foaming, control skinning. Other types of additives include catalyst, thickeners, stabilizers, emulsifiers, texturizers, adhesion promoters, UV stabilizers, flatteners, and biocides to fight bacterial growth. Additives normally do not significantly alter the percentage of the individual components in formulation. Color changing. Various technologies exist for making paints that change color. Thermochromic ink and coatings contain materials that change conformation when heat is applied or removed and so they change color. Liquid crystals have been used in such paint, such as thermometer strips and tapes used in aquaria and novelty promotional thermal cups and straws. Photochromic materials are used to make eyeglasses and other products. Similar to thermochromic molecules, photochromic molecules change conformation when light energy is applied or removed, and thus they change color. Color changing paints can also be made by adding halochromatic compounds or other organic pigments. One patent cities use this as indicators for wall coating application for light colored paints. When the paint is wet, it is pink in color, but upon drying, it becomes its original white color. As cited in patent, the property of the paint enabled two or more coats to be applied on a wall evenly, the previous coats having dried white whereas the new wet coat would be distinctly pink. Ashland Inc. introduced foundry refractory coatings with a similar principle in 2005 for use in foundries. Electrochromatic paints change colour in response to an applied electric colour car manufacturer, Nissan, has been reportedly working on electrochromatic paint based on particles of paramagnetic iron oxide. When subjected to an electromagnetic field, the paramagnetic particles change spacing modifying their colour and reflective properties. This field would be formed using conductive metal of the car body. Electrochromatic paints can be applied to plastic substrates as well using a different coating chemistry. The technology involved in using special dyes that change conformation when an electric current is applied across the film itself. This new technology can be used to achieve glare protection at the touch of a button in passenger airplane windows. Color can also change depending on viewing angle using iridescent, for example, in chroma flare. Art. Since the time of the renaissance, sickative or drying oil paints, primarily linseed oil, have been most commonly used kinds of paints in the fine art applications. Oil painting is still common today. However, in the 20th century, new water-based paints such as acrylic paint entered the market with the development of acrylic and other latex paints. Milk paints, where the medium is derived from the natural emulsion that is milk, were common in the 19th century and are still used. Used by the earliest Western artist, egg tempera, where the medium is the emulsion of raw egg yolk mixed with oil, remains in use as well. As our encaustic waxed base paint, gouache is an opaque variant of watercolour which is based around varying levels of translucency. Both paints use gum arabic as the carrier and water as the thinner. Garage is also known as designer color or body color. Poster paint is a distemper paint that has been used primarily in the creation of student works or by children. There are varying brands of poster paint, and depending on the brand, the quality will differ. More inexpensive brands will often crack or fade over time if they're left on a poster for an extended time. Application Paint can be applied as a solid or a gaseous suspension via aerosol or as a liquid. Techniques vary depending on the practical or artistic results desired. As a solid, usually used in industrial or automotive applications, the paint is applied as a very fine powder and then baked at high temperatures. This melts the powder and causes it to adhere to the surface. The reasons for doing this involve the chemistries of the paint, the surface itself, and perhaps even the chemistry of the substrate or the object being painted this is called powder coating an object as a gas or a gaseous suspension the paint is suspended in solid or liquid form in a gas that is sprayed on an object the paint sticks to the object this is called spray painting an object The reasons for spray painting include The application mechanism is air and thus no solid object touches the object being painted. The distribution of the paint is uniform so there are no sharp lines. It is possible to deliver very small amounts of paint. Painting multiple items at once quickly and efficiently. A chemical, typically a solvent, can be sprayed along with the paint to dissolve together both the delivered paint and the chemicals on the surface of the object being painted. Some chemical reactions in paint involve the orientation of paint molecules, and also for expression. In liquid application, paint can be applied by direct application using brushes, Paint rollers, blades, scrapers, other instruments such as body parts, fingers, and thumbs. Rollers generally have a handle that allows for different lengths of poles to be attached, allowing painting at different heights. Generally, roller applications require two coats for an even colour. A roller with a thicker nap is used to apply paint on uneven surfaces. Edges are often finished with an angled brush. Using the finished flat one would likely use a half-inch nap roller. Using the finished eggshell one would more likely use a 3-8 nap roller. Using the finished satin or pearl one would use also use a 3-8. Nap roller. Using the finished semi gloss or gloss would use a 316 inch nap roller. After liquid paint is applied, there is an interval during which it can be blended with additional painted regions at the wet edge called open time. The open time of an oil or an alkyd based emulsion paint can be extended by adding white spirit. Glycols such as Duanyl, Propylene Glycol Ether, or Open Time Prolongers. This can also facilitate the mixing of different wet paint layers for aesthetic effect. Latex and acrylic emulsions require the use of drying retardants suitable for water-based coatings. Depending on the quality and time of the liquid paint used, Open Time will vary. Oil paints, for instance, are renowned for their open time, as oil paints allow for artists to blend the colours for extended periods of time without having to add any extending agent. You can also use dipping for objects such as filing cabinets, but this is being replaced by high-speed air turbine-driven belts and electrostatic spray. Car bodies are primed using cathodic or primer, which is applied by charging the body, depositing a layer of primer. The unchanged residue is rinsed off and the primer is stoved. Proper disposal of leftover paint is a challenge. Sometimes it can be recycled. Old paint may be usable for a primer coat or an intermediate coat and paints of similar chemistry can be mixed to make a larger amount of a uniform colour. To dispose of paint, it can be dried and disposed of in the domestic waste system, provided that it contains no prohibited substances. Disposal of liquid paint usually requires special handling and should be treated as hazardous waste and disposed according to local regulations. Volatile organic compounds in paint are considered harmful to the environment and especially for people who work with them on a regular basis. Exposure to VOCs has been related to organic solvent syndrome although this relation has been somewhat controversial. The controversial solvent, buxtethanazole, is used in paint production Jurisdictions such as Canada, China, the EU, India and the United States have definitions for VOCs in place, along with the regulation to limit the use of VOCs in consumer products such as paint. In the US, environmental regulation, consumer demand and advances in technology lead to the development of low VOC and zero VOC paints and finishes these new paints are widely available and meet or exceed the old high VOC products in performance and cost effectiveness, while also having significantly less impact on human and environmental health. Globally, the most widely accepted standard levels of VOC in paint is Seal's GS-11 standards, from the US which defines different VOC levels acceptable for different paints, based on the use case and performance requirements. A polychlorinated biphenyl was reported in air samples collected in Chicago, Philadelphia, the Arctic, and several sites around the Great Lakes. PCB is a global pollutant and was measured in the wastewater effluent from paint production. The widespread distribution of PCB suggests volatilization of this compound from surfaces and roofs. PCB is present in consumer goods, including newspapers, magazines, and cardboard boxes, which usually contain color pigments. Therefore, therefore, a hypothesis exists that PCB conjoiners are present as a byproduct in some current commercial pigments. And that is the history of paint. Good night.